light. Like, I'm used to it being dark, you know, whenever we come. Anyways, I love spring. Did everybody have a good spring break? Yes, 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 yes. I did. It was fun hanging out with y'all. Um, <clears throat> I just have really just one announcement now since we got, like, all of those events over with. Um, the main one is YFN. Um, how many of y'all have been to YFN? few of you, a few of you. Are y'all going again this year? Hopefully, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, YFN, and we're going to watch a video um, later about it, but I just want to go over it with you. Um, YFN is a camp, and it's in Dallas at Christ for the Nations, um, where Pastor Marcus is from, and well, where he came from, um, out of that school and out of YFN, and it's really, really cool. Um, and he's going to be here later again um, to talk about it and to show you a video. But we have packets for you, um, and it has the flyer, and then it has, like, all the information that you need um, to sign up. So um, if y'all want to pick these up on the way out today, and I'll make sure to remind you. Um, but that is the only announcement that I have for coming up. So let's give it up for Byron. Wow, that was really powerful. I mean, I feel, I feel seen. Well, I was talking about the powerful applause of all four of you. <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you. That's a little better. Is this even on, or am I just moving my mouth and, you know? Hey, wait, let, me, <clears throat> let me tell you something funny. I don't think I can do it, but it, so I'm not very good at jokes, so this will probably crash and burn too, but at least you can enjoy while it happens. We were on vacation this summer during, uh, I mean, uh, during spring break, and we went to this, we we're going to ride these dune buggies. So this guy was telling us how to do it, and in the meantime, he was standing up on a, a bench over us and speaking to us, and in the meantime, uh, he had been talking to us about five minutes, and then these loud cars came by on a motorcycle and you really have a hard time, had a hard time hearing him. But in the process, you know, he, he just went silent. He just kept on. And as soon as it got a little quieter, he goes, and that's the most important thing to remember. <laughs> you know, and so, oh, I didn't tell you also, we were in Mexico and, and, you know, so out of the country and just in a little bit, you know, kind of out of, out of our element. And whenever someone says, and that's the most important thing you need to remember, we knew he was joking, but it was like, it was, that's funny. Are you serious? And so, well, I want to talk to you tonight about our life shape block of the week. This is, uh, you know, Pastor Ron's doing life shape every week uh, for the entire year of 2013, putting in 52 blocks in our lives. Oh, man. And things that are based out of the Scripture, out of the Word of God, that will help build our lives. If you will take these things just as a person would build a house or build a wall and it has to have a foundation that it has to be consistent to consist of blocks that interlock that make each other strong that together serve a purpose so that you have a wall to protect something and to be able to defend and uh, to be able to fence in for whatever purpose you have it there it's the same thing with your life you have to take each one of these things and if you just take some of them although a rickety wall is better than no wall. A rickety wall really doesn't fully serve its purpose. Each one of them plays an important part so that you can have a very solid 
foundation, a very solid protection. Either a wall is a fence or a wall is in the wall of your house between inside and outside. It's important. You don't want to have holes in it. Same with your life. So each one of these things are important. Tonight's particular block is talking about the discipleship, prayer. Well, it's all prayer and discipleship. And tonight's block is about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You know, this is something that has that has polarized churches for at least for decades, probably for centuries. I know for the 20th century it did because people went one of two ways. They said being filled with the Holy Spirit is something that happened in the first of the church and it's no longer applicable for our lives now. Don't talk to me about it. Don't Even though it's in the Bible, it's not important anymore. Or generally they went the opposite extremes is the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the only thing left. You just need to be filled with the Spirit. You need to do all these strange things that more that other people don't do, and you need to make sure you're spiritual and and that you relate with God by being spiritually minded and doing things like praying in tongues and like uh, laying hands on the sick to see them recover and like casting out devils and and just trying to be as spiritual as you can. And both of them really in the form that they were often presented were wrong because almost never in a in a concentrated form is anything exactly right because generally when we as humans do something that's totally focused on one element we forget other aspects of life that God has not forgotten because everything God teaches us it's for all of life it's not just for church it's not just for home. It's, it's for every aspect of life, including work and school, driving your car alone. And the spirit of the things that God wants you to learn, he wants you to apply to, to all of your life. So I want to simplify this by talking to you just a couple of minutes more about some of the key ideas of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is something that only a person that is a believer, Bible says, is welcome to have. A believer is what? I need a I need a volunteer to answer here. A believer is who or what? Huh? Someone who believes in God. Someone who has believed. Now, we believe in God through what? Through whom? You believe in God through whom? Well, huh? Those are good answers. Faith, the Bible. What I'm trying to remind you about, you're, you're actually reaching too far. You believe in the Bible through Jesus Christ. I mean, you believe in God through Jesus Christ. Because Jesus said, I came to show you the Father. When you see me, when I talk about God, I'm telling you the real deal. I'm telling you what he's really like. So when you see me and when you hear me talk, you're getting to hear what God thinks and how God feels. So in order to ever experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we have to be a believer first through Jesus Christ. It's called being born again. It is re-inviting God to be Lord of our lives, to be in control. Where was God last in control of a person's life before this had to happen. Any of you remember that? 
It's not a trick question, but it may seem like a trick question. Where was God last completely a part of a person's life before he had to start being invited back in through us being saved? In the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. Because the Bible says that God walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. During the day, they had relationship and fellowship with God. And then they let sin in their lives. And it separated them. Then all the process happened where ultimately it concluded with Jesus Christ dying for our sins. Us having the opportunity to restore that relationship with God. Then God says, I have something else for you. It's my spirit. But it's for a purpose that sometimes people get confused of. Acts 1.8 says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And so, the Bible teaches that you're filled with the Holy Spirit so that you can have God's power. And why does he want you to have his power? Can anyone who can fill in that blank real quick? Why does God want you to have his power? But that's a great answer. So you can be like him. You shall be my... You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And he says, and you shall be my witnesses. So you will show them what I'm like to other people. So let me simplify the heart of what God is wanting through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. God is wanting the baptism of the Holy Spirit for the believer so that we can show God's word and show God's heart to other people and we can have power to live a life that's really out of our reach by ourselves we try as we may we don't always accomplish it whenever we try in ourselves but God is able to give us the power to be able to say yes to the things that please him no to the things that displease him and to be able to do things for people to serve people in a way that Jesus Christ would serve them if he was in our shoes. The power of the Holy Spirit is there for you to do that. It comes from the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, these other things we talked about, praying in tongues, casting out devils, seeing God heal people, those things are part of God's gifts, but they're not the only thing. So I want you to hear tonight, God has his spirit for you. If you're born again, he wants you to be filled with his spirit because he wants you to walk closer to him, to represent him, and it will uniquely represent or flow through you. Okay, and do we have our, our um, bags? Our, okay. You know at this time we want to give you an opportunity to give tithes and offerings. And I want to remind you that tithes are something, if you're, you have a job let me be very direct with you if you know me very well you know me for very long i don't beat around the bush real real well i'm pretty direct if you have a job if you have a job you go to and work 12 hours a week if you have a job where you work on saturday and your parents pay you they give you money as a believer, God 
commands you to pay a tithe of that to the church. How much is the tithe? 10%. So if you make $40 this week, how many dollars would God is God telling you he wants you to pay the church? Four. Now, an offering is something you give because you see a need or your heart is moved. So I want I want to be like God who's a constant giver. So I'm going to pray for you, and I challenge you. You may not have money with you now. That's okay, but I'm talking about your life. Remember to prepare yourself to give a, your tithes and to give an offering. So let me pray for you, and we're going to pass this offering bag where you can put it in uh, if you'd like to do that, or you can put it in later in the back. Father, we take seriously the things of God because we take you seriously. God, we need you. Sometimes people don't look to you at all. They don't think about you at all until they have a car accident or until uh, their aunt or their parent is sick, and suddenly they look to you and expect you to be God, and they act like you were like they have been close to you all their lives, and yet they've never tithed. They've never been faithful to church. They don't practice forgiving people who sin against them. They don't read your word. God, we want to be serious about you. We don't want to be show-offs. We just want you to know that you are important to us, God. And one of the ways we're going to do this is by giving tithes and offerings. So, God, we give these to you because we care and because we want to obey you. And your word says that there's a blessing attached to this. So, God, we give to you our tithes and our offerings that we might obey you and please you. Use it the way you see best, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Linda has this, the bag, if we can pass. Marcus, are you ready? I give it up for Byron. Big Miller. Big Miller. All right, real fast, guys. We have a video for you guys. Um, this is, uh, we wanted to kind of show you guys just a little bit. Um, this summer, we're going to a camp called YFN. Anybody ever been before? Okay. Anybody who's raising their hand can tell you that it's one of the best places, one of the best places to ever go for the summer. So I want to show you a quick video, and then we're going to talk to you about it, all right?
What's up? I'm Zach. Uh, I went to YFN my four years of high school, and it was the best four years uh, ever. Uh, as you saw in the video, there's crazy games in the fields uh, as far like everything from jumping in the pit, you know, doing cheers, doing these ball games here and there. There's an obstacle course. So it's super awesome fun. Those of you that have gone, tell your friends that haven't gone that it is super awesome. Um, and then the worship is even more awesome. Uh, as you saw the big, uh, the big room that it was in, there's awesome, awesome, awesome worship. And, it's, and also some, you know, uh, some real cool artists. There was a rapper one year or a couple years. And so there's a lot of awesome music, but the worship is probably my favorite and a lot of people's favorites because it's super, super intense and super passionate. Um, one of my years, I think it was my sophomore, uh, summer after my sophomore year, uh, I had a lot of, you know, guilt uh, built up from just things that I've done in the past, and I thought that, you know, God wasn't ever going to forgive me for it. I felt like God was holding it over my head and saying, you know, you basically have to work past this. Like, this is what you did, shaking his finger at me, and that was completely wrong. Uh, that year at YFN, you know, they, they really, uh, they kind of pushed for uh, letting go of a lot of uh, struggles that, you're, that you have. Uh, they talked about guilt, and uh, so that really hit home with me. Um, so during that summer, during that week, you know, I was able to let go of the guilt that I had built up. I felt so unworthy and so dirty, uh, and so unworthy to witness to people and talk to people and, um, and lead worship like I had, you know, uh, in in the church, like I do now, I, you know, that's what I wanted to do. And I felt unworthy of that. I felt unworthy of serving God. Uh, and through that letting go of uh, the guilt, uh, I now can, you know, even though I still go through struggles, I know that I'm worthy enough to talk to people and lead people uh, to Christ and uh, build his kingdom. So that was just an awesome experience for me. And, you know, uh, I can pretty much guarantee you that if you really let go and let God uh, work in your life and don't, uh, you have these uh, urges in your heart, you have these tuggings at your heart, don't fight those. You know, you have tugging to go up to the front, don't fight it. Because once you let go and you go up there, it'll be the best experience of your life. So that's it. Thank you. Zach, you the man. Hey, man, thank you so much, man, for doing that, bro. Zach, uh, he went for four years. And uh, those who have been, raise your hand again. Um, well, I don't want to spend too much time doing this. But, but I mean, uh, was it not one of the best things that you guys ever did? Seriously. I mean, it's one of those things that, like, if you've never been there, you're kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. But once you're there, you're like, oh, my gosh, like, what is this? And you, like, you don't even want to leave. It's pretty crazy. So, But anyways, so, yeah, he hit it home. So thanks, man. All right, guys, listen. This is what I need y'all to do. I need you to stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Hey, DJ, man, go and, go and hit some music up. All right, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. All right, what we're going to do is everybody, I need you to find a partner, okay? Find a partner, find a partner. Everybody find a partner, all right? All right, we've played this game before, all right? But I think that we need to resurrect it, okay? All right, this is what it's called. Actually, I don't know the name for it, but... What you're going to do, I need you, everybody needs to find some room. Find some room. Everybody find some room and you, get you some room, all right? What you're going to do is you're going to put your hands on the person's shoulders, and the whole point of this game is you're trying to stomp their feet, okay? The first person to stomp, you can turn it down just a little bit, just a little bit, DJ. Um, the first person to stomp on a person's foot uh, wins, all right? So you're trying to stomp in that person's foot and win. The person who wins that battle, raise your hand, and we're going to keep going for a battle royale, all right? 
All right, we're going to start on three. One, two, three, go. Hear the stomp on both feet. Both feet. Kenzie Miller over here. What was that? All right. All right, once you win, come to the front. Once you win, come to the front. If you lose, go ahead and take a seat. Go ahead, Yvette. You can have a seat. All right, come on. If you won, come up to the front. Come on, line up here if you won. Come on up here. Come on, Kenzie. Come on, Yvette. All right. All right, guys. Do we still got one over here? All right, keep going. Come on. All right, all right, boom, done, done, Shelby, you done. <laughs> all right, guys, now match up again. You guys are going to match up again, find somebody, match up, and we're going. We going. Yep, three, two, one, go. Uh-oh, Casey, come on. There you go, Casey. Oh, Casey, you got so close. All right, go ahead and match up again. Go ahead and match up again. Kenzie, you're going to be our... St- okay, never did, did you lose? Okay, cool. Right here. All right. So we got we got Connor, Kaylin, Kenzie, and Trevor. On three. Three, two, one, go. Dang. Kaylin over here is hopping all over. Oh, Kenzie, you lost. Come on, come on. I feel like they're dancing in a circle. Like this, this is like a new dance. It's called Hi Ho, the Witch is Dead. Okay. All right. All right, guys, we got one more. All right. Say your name. Trevor. Connor. All right. On three, who thinks? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You guys got to come up here. All right. Listen, here's the rules. You cannot get outside the square, all right? Who thinks Connor's going to win? All right. Who thinks Trevor's going to win? All right, man. You're the star, okay? Connor, this is, come on. You want to upset, bro, all right? All right, here we go. Three, two, one, go. Uh-oh, he got the boots. That's why he's winning. Oh, my gosh. That was like a killer. Y'all give it up for Trevor. That's what's up, man. Hey, bro. Bro, you don't want your prize, man? No? Whatever comes in my pocket, man, is what you're going to get, all right? It's money, all right? So I have a five in here. I think I have a 10, so, and I think I have a one. So whatever I pull out is what you're going to get. Ah, oh, it's a one. Sorry, man. <laughs> Actually, all I have are ones. <laughs> all right, cool, man. All right, you can go ahead and cut that music. All right, all right. I just, I just thought that y'all need a little bit of energy going. Y'all look kind of like, eh. Everybody say, meh. No, say, meh. I do that sometimes. I think it's kind of funny. All right, guys, listen, I know that Melinda talked about this. If you are going to camp, raise your hand if you are wanting to go to camp this, this summer. You are wanting to go. Are you serious? Come on, Aaron, thank you. Man, man raise your hand, bro. Listen, this, fill it out, give it to your parents, let them see it, turn it in by next Wednesday, okay? By Wednesday, we need this in, and also we need your $50 deposit, okay? So do it, get to it, because you want to go. All right. 
So listen, if you have your Bibles, if you have your, your phone that has a Bible on it, whatever you want to do, we're going to turn, we're going to zoom through this, but 1 John chapter 4, okay? We're going to be at 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. Come on, somebody. If I get a little black on you, man, don't, don't shout me down, all right? No, I'm kidding. All right, I need somebody who just has a great storytelling voice. I need somebody who is able to be, able to be, you got you to gotta have energy. Can you do it? All right, come on. Come on, Chris. Who has it on their, who has it on their phone already? Can we, use, can we use your phone to read it? All right. Thank you, Kenzie. All right. All right, bro. First John chapter 4, four verse 4, okay? You, dear children, are... Oh, no, 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 no. Bro, bro, you got to be louder than that, man. Come on. Bro, come on. Are you ready for this? Hey, man, it ain't the microphone. It's you, bro. Are you ready? All right. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Say the last sentence one more time, but say it with some emphasis, not, not theatrical. Okay. Greater than the one who is in the world... I said it loud enough, didn't sentence. I? Oh, the whole sentence. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's no periods or commas. Oh, sorry. There's no periods or commas. Uh, okay. Okay. There we go. Because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. The one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. What did he say? Okay. Thanks, Chris. Y'all give it up for Chris. He's actually in theater, or he used to be, or he is. I don't know if or he still is, and he's proud of it. Okay. All right. First John 4, 4 tells us, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Let me tell you something. How many of y'all know that in life, man, we got all, we got all types of problems, all right? We got all types of problems. Man, in high school, man, you, man, you know those people, man, who got, man, they got some stanky armpit problems. You know what I'm saying? Bro, use some deodorant, bro, for real. Some people got stanky butt problems. You know what I'm saying? They got B.O. problems. How many of y'all know, how many of y'all know some people who got bad hair day problems? For real, bad hair day problems. I mean, for real. Um, man, man, man you, know, you know, coming into summer, you know, all you guys, you guys got sunburn problems. You know what I'm saying? If you're anything like me, you got Wesley Snipe problems. Meaning that if you stay in the sun too long, you're going to look like Wesley Snipes. Y'all don't know who Wesley Snipes is. He's, he's really black. They, let me help you out. He's really black. He's, he's as black as my, my pupil. He's so black that, that black people make fun of him. That's how, that's how black he is. <laughs> um, I mean, but, but, but for real, in life, man, we got all types of problems, man. I mean, man, we got Justin Bieber problems, man. You know, pe- people love him, people hate him. People love him, people hate him. Same thing, man, we got One Direction problems, except for it's more of a loving thing. <laughs> Where, come on, if you love if you love One Direction, come on, go and make some noise. Go ahead, One Direction. All right, but man, in life, man, we got all types of problems. All right, we got some problems. Now, in life, whatever that problem may be, whether big or whether small, in life we're gonna have some problems. All right, but this one I want you to do. I want you to turn to the person on your right, or t- turn to your neighbor, turn to any person. All right. Turn to somebody. I want you to look them deep in the eye and tell us and say and say neighbor. Now say neighbor. 
God is bigger than your problems. Okay, I don't think that person heard. Turn to, turn to your other neighbor, okay? Turn to your other neighbor and say, hey, your neighbor. I said, say, hey, your neighbor. God is bigger than your problems, cuz. <laughs> your problem, cuz. <laughs> oh, man, that's so good. Listen, God is bigger than your problems, all right? Everybody say, God is bigger than your problems. Let me ask you something. How many of you, after you've been saved, have ever experienced anything that's been hard? I mean, whether it's been a hardship, whether it's been, uh, you know, I mean, how many of you have faced something in your life that has, um, that has been hard? Okay? That's nearly everybody. You know, one of the biggest misconceptions whenever people, whenever they, when people just get saved is that that once they, once they chose God, that all their problems are solved, right? I mean, you know, that, that is one of the biggest misconceptions that after you're saved, man, life is going to be easy. It's going to be good because you got God on your side. Man, you know, nothing's bad's going to happen. Everything is going to be great. And that's one of the biggest misconceptions because how many of y'all know that as Christians, doesn't matter whether you're saved or not, you're going to go through some tough times, right? Yeah. You can go and shake your head yes. You can go and shake your head yes. You see, in our lives as Christians, let me tell you something. You're going to have some problems, all right? Now, whether it's B.O. problems, whether it's Tony Romo problems if you're a Cowboy fan, or whether, or whether it's the Judge, um, Justin, Bieber, Justin Bieber problems, whether you got bad hair day problems, or whether you are really going through, or whether you are really going through something that you're facing in your life, at the end of the day, you are going to go through something. You are going to have troubles, and you are going to have tough times in your life. In James chapter one verse twelve, James chapter one verse twelve tells us that blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life which God has promised to those who love him. It says, "Blessed." is the man who remains steadfast under trial. You see, it is, it is, it is regardless of, um, of, of what we may think, you are going to go through some tough times. Whether you are going through something now, whether you have gone through something, or whether, uh, or whether or not you will eventually come up to something, uh, 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 to something again. It's inevitable. Why? Because we live in a world where sin does exist, and where sin exists, evil exists, and where evil exists, all things come from, um, come from that. That's why, you know, all over the world, you can look, and you can turn on CNN, you can turn on the news, and, and you can just see all the crazy things that are happening in the world. And like, man, man, how do, you know, why would people do these things? It's because sin is in our hearts. So, with that, in life, we are going to go through tough times, okay? We're going to have problems. Being a Christian doesn't mean that we are not going to have problems, but it means that we have a hope through it, okay? Everybody say, God is bigger than your problems. No, I said, God is bigger than your problems. There you go. You see, uh, another misconception is that um, in Christianity is, is, is that a lot of times, sometimes we believe, well, not even that we believe, we think that, that we can overcome things by ourselves. 
Now, let me tell you something. Let, let me give you guys just, just, just a bit of a truth. Including me, Melinda, and every single person in this room, every single one of you are struggling with something in your life. I am, Melinda is, we all are. Why? Because we're people, okay? And because it is in this world, we look at our lives and there, you know, I remember um, whenever I was younger, you know, there, there was this, you know, um, as Zach Gidget was talking about, you know, he talked about that, that, you know, like he felt so guilty about some things that had happened in the past. You know, uh, you know, you know, you know, many times we go through life and we have just that mountain in our life and we look at it and we're like, man, I feel like I can't overcome this. I feel like, man, I'm never going to get past this. I feel like this is something that's always going to be in my life. It's going to creep after me. I'm never going to get over this. And the thing is, the reason is because a lot of times we attack it by ourselves. We try to take on things by ourselves. But the truth is that, is that we cannot defeat problems on our own. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 through 9, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works. And that basically what that is saying is that is that we can't do is that we can't do anything on our own. And when when I say anything, obviously we can do many things. I mean, you know, I mean, if you're you know, if you're Shelby, you know, I mean, you can cheerlead like nobody else and you can golf. I mean, if you Bailey, I mean, you just stretch your stuff and you are just legit. You know what I'm saying? You are just that person. If you're Anna, you know, every time you walk into a room, you you wear nice shoes, nice boots, whatever it is, and you can do some her. You know, if you're Kenzie, you are competitive as all get out. You know what I'm saying? You know, whatever it is, we can all do things on our own. But what he's saying is that is that we can't do anything as far as we can't make any um, anything that has to do with, with eternal difference. There's nothing that we can do on our own to make a change in that area. In, in uh, John chapter 15 and 5, he tells us that, that, that unless you are in me, unless you are part of me, then you can do nothing. I'm painting a picture for you guys. Um, you see, because um, I want to remind you that every single one of you, you have gone through something. or e- Either you have gone through something, you're going through something now, or you are going to go through something. And whether it is a personal battle or whether it is a battle of life, you are going to at some time face a trouble, face a problem, or face an issue that's going to arise and get in your face. It's going to tell you that, that, that you can't beat me. You ain't got what it takes, and I'm going to defeat you. One of the biggest lies the enemy likes to tell us is that, is that, is that, um, is that we are not good enough, that we are not smart enough, or, or actually, the, the biggest lie is that, is, is, is that it's our fault and that, and, that, and, and, and that we can never be forgiven of something or that we're never going to be able to overcome this thing. And you see, the enemy, the Bible tells us that, that, that the enemy is out to do three things, to steal, kill, and destroy our lives. He, at the end of the day, he would be happy for you to live your life um, away from God because he knows exactly what's going to happen. But when we face things in our life, whether it's life or whether it's personal, eventually you are going to have to make a decision whether, whether, whether we are going to face it and, and, and step up to the plate or whether we're going to allow it to consume our life. But the truth is that we can't do it alone. 
Everybody say, God is bigger than your problems. 1 John 4, 4 tells us that greater is he that is inside of you. Greater is he, greater is the spirit of God that God himself has placed on the inside of you. You know, I was watching this, uh, this, this documentary today before I came to church. Um, it's called, um, uh, I think it's called, um, I forgot what it's called. Oh yeah, oh yeah, How Great Is Our God? And it's by Lou Giglio. And basically he just begins to mark out how great, how massive, and how amazing our God is. I mean, he begins to talk about how, um, how small of a speck that the earth is compared to the sun. How small of a speck the sun is compared to Betelgeuse, which is, an, uh, which is another star. How small of a speck that Betelgeuse is compared to uh, another star and then another star and another star. Making us feel like, like, we, like I, I'm just like, I, I am nothing. And God created all of that, not just not by saying, okay, let me hang that up, let me do that, and shabang. He didn't lift up a finger. The Bible says he created the universe, the planets, the stars, everything there is with the word. Universe. Boom. Done. If I was to, Kate, man, she can paint, all right? That girl, she is gifted in painting. And if I had a dry erase board for her, and, you know, it, she can actually draw too. If she began to draw some things and I gave her some things to draw, she could probably do it. If I, if I was to put up a picture of of, you know, um, really, Marcus? What is that? Um, Starry Night? Is that what it's called? By, uh, by Van Gogh? I've also put up a picture of that and told her to draw that on a dry erase board. It ain't going to happen. Why? She's limited in the resources. And I'm sure that as an amazing a painter that she is, she could do her best. But that is a, that is a masterpiece. And she can do some masterpieces, by the way. But um, any of us... To, to be able to do something like that, we would need training. We would need, uh, we would need so, you know, we would need the resources. We would need everything available to be able to create something like that. And it's almost like that. In our comparison to God, we're almost, we're, we're, we're considered nothing compared to God. For us to create, we can create things, but, you know, we got to put our hands to it. We, you know, we got to put our thoughts to it. God, he just says, boom. We can create things out of things. God creates raw material. He creates things that, 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 that we use to create things. What I'm, what I'm getting at is I'm trying to paint a picture of, of how big God is to you. You know that the most complex thing in the entire world is not a computer, not an iPhone, not any of those things, but it's something that God created and it's called your eyeball. Your eyeball is so complex. Even more than that, your DNA, you were made by two by two, by two, um, two cells, your mamas and your daddies, and they came together and they formed you. I mean, it is phenomenal how, how, how great and how massive, how amazing God is. But even more than that is that this big God and how amazing he is, he looks at us and he created us in his image and he pursues us and he loves us. And he, and he loved us so much that he gave his son to die in our place. I'm giving you a picture because the, board, because the word of God tells us that greater is he that is in you. Whenever we talk about 
your problems and the things that, that you're going to go through, let me tell you something. I've been through some tough times. Melinda has been through some tough times. And uh, um, you're going to hear some of those things. We don't have a lot of time for me to be able to go into them. But, um, but at the end of the day, you are going to go through some stuff. Right now, you may be going through a tough time. You may be experiencing things at home. You may be experiencing things in your own personal life. You may be experiencing things with a friend. Whatever it may be, you may be, there are things in your life that you're going to have problems with. But a lot of times what we do is naturally we allow fear to grip our heart. And we put more faith in the problem than we do in God. And, 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 uh, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm subject to that as well. But what, the, but, but what the scripture encourages me, what it encourages us is that in the midst of all those things, that greater is he that is inside of me, that whatever problem is standing in my way, I can look at it and tell and say, you know what, man? Yeah, you dress yourself up nice, but at the end of the day, God on the inside of me is bigger than you. You can speak to your problems. You can speak to those things and say, you know what, man? Greater is God that is inside of me. Now, when you look at yourself and you compare yourself, um, yeah. You know, you know, we have failures. We have all these things about us that, you know, by ourselves, we can't do it. But by, but by God's might, by God's power that he has placed on side of us, placed on the inside of us, we are able to be conquerors. Paul tells us that we are more than conquerors. I'm, 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 I'm trying to communicate this. But the best way to communicate it is, is, is Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, where Paul tells us that, he says that he disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over the cross. What that means is that when Jesus, when he died on that cross, when he died on that cross, something happened. And it was bigger than just what we see. What happened is that, is that, is, is that sin and, and, um, and, and the, pow- the power of sin and the power of the enemy that he had over people was diminished. What that means, guys, is that, man, the devil, he ain't got nothing on you. The things that he keeps hanging over your head are lies. The things that we hang over ourselves, God looks at us and he sees his son's blood. He says, listen, give it to him. Place it in him. Whatever you may be going through, man, know, know that God is bigger than your problems. Know that, man, you know what? In that time, you can rise up and say, okay, either I can choose to I can choose to give in to this problem. I can choose to give in to this issue. I can, you know, I can fold into this or I can stand in faith. And faith is not always the easiest thing. How many of y'all know that? Faith sometimes can be scary. Faith sometimes can be hard. Oh, I wish I had that scripture. But James tells us that, that in the midst of those uh, trials, in the midst of the times where we trust God, through those, through those pressure situations, through those problems, do all those things, in the midst of those things, what the Bible says is that your faith is refined like fire. Your faith in him becomes stronger than it was before. I wanted to encourage you guys. Um, I, this, was just, this was just something that was on my heart. I spent like six hours studying because I just could not figure out what, what, um, what, what I needed to say. But I really, guys, I just, I, I just want you guys to know that at the end of the day, Whatever issue that you may be going through or whatever issue may pop up in your life, do not forget that you are conquerors in Christ. If your life, if you have, if you are born again, then, then you are hidden in Christ. Meaning that your life is not exposed on its own. 
It means that your life is hidden in him, meaning that in him, you are, you, you, you are an overcomer. You can overcome. You have the power within you. Last illustration is my main man, Daniel. I love the book. By the way, has anybody been watching the Bible series on History Channel? It has been legit. And uh, it was just really cool because I was just watching it, and, and Daniel's my boy, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and you know, he, they showed, like, the lion's den thing, and just there's, there's so much that happens. And just seeing it, like, actually, like, brought to life, it's so cool. But anyways, um, Daniel, he was placed in a situation to where he had to choose to either give into a situation or to trust God. And that was the time um, I'm of Daniel in the lion's den. And in that time, um, you know, basically like they had set Daniel up that, you know, because they knew that he would pray. And when he prayed, um, it, um, he went against the king's orders. And so they threw him into the lion's den. And in that moment, he had a choice to either give in to his fear or to, um, or to trust God in faith. And he did. And he ended up coming out victorious. Guys, I mean, I, I, mean, I can say it many other ways. I just want to encourage you. Say it with me. Or... Um, um, God is bigger than your problems. Say it. God is bigger than your problems, and and that's not just a that's not that, that's not just a phrase. It's a truth. Okay, know it, man. I don't care what your past is. I don't care what happened. I don't care what the enemy says about you. I don't care what anybody says about you. All that matters is what God declares about you. And what he declares is that, man, you are born again, you are saved, you are cleaned, and you are a conqueror, okay? All right, guys. I love you. Y'all are amazing. Um, um, are you guys doing anything crazy? Or, I'm sorry, are, are you guys doing anything I'm exciting this weekend? Anybody doing anything cool this weekend? What are you doing? Going to the, oh, man, we're going to miss out. What are you doing? Huh? Is that you? Oh, Alyssa, nice. Nice, okay. Well, listen, guys, um, on your way, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pray real fast, or actually, I'm going to have Leslie pray real fast. Um, come on, come on, Leslie, give it up for Leslie. Um, but on your way out, listen, uh, whether you're thinking about going to camp, whether you're not sure about going to camp, whatever it is, I don't care. Guys, take a packet with you. Take it home with you, all right? And also take um, uh, on Word of Life. I want you guys just to talk, with, you know, talk it over with your parents. Think about it and, and, and fill it out, okay? Shelby, you got one more year. You might as well go. I'm going to save a spot for you, all right? All right. All right, Leslie, you want to go and pray? Amen. All right, guys. Y'all are awesome. Y'all go go ahead. Give it up for Leslie. You're the bomb, girl. All right, guys. Hey, y'all have a good week. Um, Go back there. um, Grab a packet. Just grab one. Take it with you. I don't care if you're not sure. Grab it. Take it with you. And uh, y'all have a good week, all right?